Happy New Year. Welcome back, leading women in tech. I am so excited to be diving into 2022 and I'm excited you're joining me on this journey because this year I know is full of opportunities for every single one of us. It's just waiting for you to grab hold of it. And so I am so thrilled that we're kicking off Leading Women in Tech this year with an ambition-filled episode because it is all about those opportunities and believing in our ambition and being okay with it. So that's what we're diving into today. But before we do that, because I'm talking seriously super ambitions and what to do with them and what to do if you don't feel ambitious, I can't not talk about it, but I do have some important announcements for you. But first of all, I'd love to hear from you. What have you been up to over the holidays? Did you have some downtime? Did you lean into self-care? You will know I believe in self-care first and foremost as a power move, right? Or did you use the holidays to dig into your resume or another personal project so you're ready to take the ground running as the doors open on this amazing year that is ahead of us, just opening up ahead of us right now? And by the way, although I do actively encourage downtime, as you all know, I've done my fair share of projects over holidays over the years. I don't do it as much these days, Um, but several of my clients decided to do exactly that and I applaud them, right? Don't make it wrong just because you hear me tell you that you should be taking time off and time out. You should, but sometimes time off and time out also means you're going to take on a project. Um, For example, if you never got to your resume last year and you know that that's the thing holding you up, then by all means, don't feel bad that you did over the holidays. I applaud you. If you didn't get to it over the holidays, do not worry. We've got you. We're going to sort you out this year. (laughs) Okay. So I'd love to know what you've been up to over the holidays. Share with me over on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, send me a DM, uh, just send me a note. I just, I love to hear from all of you. And just in case you wondered, I did completely disconnect over the holidays to the point I was late recording this episode for my team. They are very, very kind to me. I would love to have been ahead of schedule and have this recorded before Christmas, but that didn't happen. We had a bit of an, an emergency, like we need to go home for Christmas because we were a little bit worried that with the new COVID variant, Omicron, that we weren't going to be able to go home. Now, in the end, it was all fine. We were able to be there for Christmas. But in case we weren't, we went home a little bit early. So my plans just before Christmas all went up in the air a little bit. But hey, that's what COVID's taught us to do, right? But it's all good. And we're all here. So I would love to know, what did you do over the holidays? Give me give me an update. You're listening to the Leading Woman in Tech podcast, where we talk about real leadership and what this means for the world of tech, the techniques, tips, and strategies you can use to become a standout leader. I'm your host, Tony Collis, tech leadership coach, strategist, and coffee lover. And in each episode, I share my best insights designed to make your success not just simple, but inevitable. Whether you're on the way to the C-suite, an emerging leader, or a budding entrepreneur, this is the podcast you need to become a lit-up leader and turn your tech passion into a career you love. I did say I have two important announcements for you. The first announcement is that doors will be opening to Lit Up Leisure Academy later this month. I'm only going to be accepting in a few people this time because I already have so many amazing women in there. I want to keep this group small for right now. We do have plans to grow it to a larger community in the future, but right now, keeping it nice and small. So if you want in, bear in mind, I already have some women on the waiting list. If you are keen to join the Academy this time around, then remember, you can join for as little as a month. You can stay for as long as you want. And once you're in, you're in. 
but you can sign up for one month, give it a go. If it's not your cup of tea, you can leave after one month. You can stay for as long as you want to, but make sure you are on my wait list. The wait list is, is zero obligation. You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to commit to anything, but if you're on the wait list, you get the chance to sign up before anybody else does. So those limited number of spots, you get to grab one before they go to someone else, okay? So if that sounds good to you, head over to tonycollis.com forward slash waitlist and get yourself on that waitlist. As I said, zero obligation. You literally just go on a list that I have and you are the people I'm going to reach out to first and say, doors are open, grab your spot if you want. You can have a chat with me if you want to find out more about it before you commit to anything. Just all, all is possible. But head over to tonacollis.com forward slash waitlist. Okay, the second announcement, which is even bigger. This is a big deal, this one. I'm running a free workshop next week to plan your year with me. Sound good? (laughs) So let me give you a little bit behind the scenes here. Every year I plan my year. I hope you already know that. Um, I do two types of planning. I plan my business, what I used to do in corporate. I'd be planning my team's events and stuff. And I do that at the end of the year, right? So you've probably done all your corporate planning already. And then I do my personal planning at the beginning of the year. And there's a good reason why I split them up that way. Although, obviously, they are heavily intertwined and they should be. But I think there is an element of you're going to be doing stuff for you that isn't necessarily a business goal. You know, maybe it is that you want a new job this year. Maybe it is that you want to be fitter than you've ever been before. Whatever it is, there's going to be things that you're doing for you that are not business objectives. They don't belong in your team's business plan, right? So that's why we do personal planning. And I think it's really worth doing them at different times of the year. And I find it easier to do the personal planning in January because we have all this new year energy, excitement, we're energized, ready to take on the world, right? And so this year, I'm inviting you to join me as I go through my planning exercise. So starting next week, Monday, January 10th, I'm going to be taking you through the simple but powerful steps I use myself to ensure success in 2022. It's actually what I call my success path because it is what I've been using for years now to get me the success I've achieved in my life. And in case you didn't know that, that has included getting my first C-suite role within seven years of finishing my postgraduate studies. So if you in previous years, you set resolutions and goals, I need to find the resolutions end up dead before the end of Q1, the goals just wither away, then you really want to join me next week. I'm going to show you the exact process I go through every year. In fact, I do a portion of this every single quarter. There's a yearly process and there's a quarterly process as well. I'm going to take you through all those steps. And it's really quick and simple, but it is game changing, my love. So if that sounds good to you, head over to tonycollis.com forward slash success path. That link will be in the show notes. And make sure you sign up and join me next week. You'll be getting daily mini trainings in your inbox, or if you do it in our Slack community via the Slack community, um, you'll get templates. You can do it all at your own pace. So there's there's only actually going to be one live session because we're all in different time zones, which is one of the things I love about this community. I get to work with women all around the world. But because of that, it's going to be pre-recorded mini trainings every day. And then you will get the opportunity to attend a coaching session at the end of next week with me, free to attend. So yes, you can get coaching for free. We did this in October, I think we did a free coaching session to the community. Oh my God, I've never had so much fun. (laughs) I was like, I want to do that all the time. I can't do it all the time. I make clients come first. I had so much fun. So 
next week we are going to be doing planning every day and then we're going to wrap up the week with a coaching session on Friday so seriously you cannot afford to miss this one I I just I'm so looking forward to it but before I spend the entire episode talking about that let's dig in to today's topic leaning into ambition this topic has been on my list for quite some time I have to be honest and I wanted to save it for the new year as our ambitions often go into superpower mode I don't know if that sounds familiar to you but the first few weeks of the year, all our ambitions like bubble the surface. We're all excited. We're all gung ho. But then one of two things happens. The first option, that ambition just goes and sits on a shelf and withers and dies an ignored death. You know, <laughs> it just gets dusty. And then one day you think, what happened to that? You didn't quite know when the fire left you, but it did at some point. The other thing that happens is you consciously allow your ambition to be blown out. Sometimes because it's intimidating, other times because of what those around you tell you that you should or shouldn't be ambitious about. That's happened to all of us, right? Whatever the reason, you decide at some point, sometimes with a lot of pain actually, that this year is not the year for this particular ambition. We sort of dampen it down, either completely put it out or it just gets dampened a little bit. Here's the thing. I want this to be different. I want you to be always ambitious. I want you to be excited by your ambitions. I want you to be just a little bit intimidated by your ambitions, maybe a lot intimidated actually. I'm consciously intimidated by my ambitions. And I want you to be okay with whatever other people say about your ambitions because they are your ambitions, not theirs. They might have opinions. The world is full of people who are opinionated, myself included. But you know what? The only opinion that matters about ambition is yours. So that's what I want to get you to today, because ambition really is the first point of then success. If you don't have ambition, success is, I, would, I want to say impossible. I'm not sure it is impossible, but it certainly feels impossible to me. Before we dig into all of this, though, I want to deal with an elephant that's in the room. <laughs> what if you aren't ambitious at all? You've probably been ambitious at some point in your life, whether it was getting your first job or completing college or a boot camp. At some point, you've been determined and driven. You've had a goal. That's all that ambition is. You've had a drive. You've had a thing that's gone, oh my, I want to do that. I want to be that. I want more. Sadly, I've known far, far too many extraordinary women who've at some point let go of ambition and almost always without fail, it was because of someone or something, sometimes a person, sometimes it's society, telling us over and over again that we shouldn't be ambitious or that you should just be grateful for what you have. You've got enough. I actually got really angry with somebody on social media about six months ago who was somebody had asked for some advice on negotiation and this I, I believe well-intentioned individual had gone in and said well are they offering you enough is, is is that the number you wanted and if so don't bother negotiating and I was like no <laughs> it's little subtle things like that that over time they are really well-intentioned I'm sure of it um I don't think they're a very deliberately ill-intentioned people out there there are a few but they're, they're few and far between actually I think those small little comments over time like women can't actually have it all you are going to have to sacrifice you are going to have to make a decision between family and work and all this kind of stuff all those little things they're micro aggressions towards us as a person that say we can't have it all and so we wake up one day thinking gosh I don't have any ambition anymore it's quietly exited the room 
If that sounds like you, I want 2022 to be the year that you start believing in your ambition once again. Ambition, after all, is about you, not anyone else. And it doesn't have to mean you're going to do it this year. Most of my ambitions, the reason I get so scared by my personal ambitions is they're so huge. I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to get there. (laughs) So they're really intimidating. So therefore, necessarily, I'm not going to achieve them in one year. I don't set myself ambitions I can do in one year. Actually, one of the things I'll be talking about in next week's planning workshop is being okay with having a loose time frame. That's not an excuse for not doing stuff. And there's a, this, you have to be cognizant of, am I giving myself permission to not take action by not putting a deadline or something? But for those of us who are, <laughs> like I'm one of these, who think we can do 10 times the amount of work in an hour that we can, that's a petrol problem of mine. Sometimes one of the best things to do with personal goals is to not give them a time bound, not do the whole smart thing. Although I do believe in smart goals a lot of the time. Be okay with however long it takes. Instead, just plan out what do I need to do next? What is the next thing I need to do to get myself there? And when we can focus on that, we have that big, scary ambition. And we just ask ourselves, what's the next thing to do? We can we can be okay with it being huge. We can be okay with it being something that nobody else can comprehend. I mean, the things I want to achieve are, most people think of balmy, <laughs> bonkers. Like, why would I do that? Um, between you and me, uh, I wanted to be an astronaut when I was a child and I didn't see any reason why I couldn't be. And that's kind of the attitude I want you to have right now. Now, I've moved away from being an astronaut. I don't like roller coasters, so I'm pretty sure I wouldn't deal very well with freefall. Um, <laughs> I just really wouldn't. So ambitions can change, but your ambition is a drive. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that pushes you forward and makes you take action even when things are hard. Now, let's talk about excess ambition because in excess ambition, well, maybe not in excess, but it can have the reputation of damaging, in some way, damaging reputation, relationships, leading to failure because too much ambition can sometimes be viewed as the thing that drove you to do something negative. And so you'll hear some coaches say that in excess ambition is a bad thing. Too ambitious. Certainly, I would say that people who are too ambitious are often viewed negatively. And by the way, that applies to men just as much as women. It's not one of those ones where women have it worse than men. We're viewed differently. There are different lenses on us. But it's not like, actually, I think men more often than not get told they're too ambitious in some respects in the corporate workplace. But my point here is actually that too much ambition isn't really the problem. It's having ambition that's not well targeted and driven and being able to do the thing that's realistic right now rather than doing something crazy right now because your ambition is so crazy, right? I have crazy ambitions, but I do realistic every day. So I don't think there is such a thing as too much ambition. I think there is bad application of ambition. So if you are ambitious and scared of it, I applaud you. I want you to know that. I think it is going to do extraordinary things for you. The only thing you have to watch out for is making sure that what you're doing right now is one, aligned with your ambition and two, realistic. If you can achieve those two things alongside that ambition, you are going to go far, my love. If you're listening to this and you're feeling intimidated, don't worry, we're going to be talking about how to nurture your ambition in just a minute. By the way, this applies to your team as much as it does to you personally, right? 
because you need that ambition to drive yourself forward. You need ambition for your work, for your team, for your people to drive them forward as well. So today's episode, I'm concentrating on your personal ambition, but you can use the same approach when being ambitious for your team and company, which is part of what you want to be able to demonstrate at interview. I think we come all circle to executive presence here. Okay, so here are some simple things that you can be doing right now to ignite your ambition, whether it's reigniting a dying spark or amplifying what you already have. Okay, so number one, step away from fear. A lot of the time we dampen down our ambition because of our fears. Fear of how hard something's going to be, fear of how others will see us and judge us, or fear that we will fail in some way. A lot of the time, I advocate facing our fears head on. So we understand why we're truly fearful. But for this particular exercise, I want you to consciously step away from your fear. I want you to put it to one side. I want you to put it outside your body and sit next to it if you like. Decide that those fears aren't actually relevant right now. You'll tackle them later. View it as a meditative exercise, right? Where each time your brain takes you to that fear, thank yourself for wanting to keep yourself safe because it's what fear is. It's trying to keep us safe. It's a good thing. And then remind yourself that right now you just want to think ambitiously and you'll listen to the fear later on, right? Just practice that art of, oh, there's the fear again. Put it to one side. That's what we do in meditation. You can apply it to this exercise to step away from fear. If you can step into the mindset of stepping away from fear temporarily, your brain is far more likely to allow those ambitions that are likely actually lingering below the surface to come to the forefront. Which brings us nicely to step number two, which is lean into your imagination. Imagination is a beautiful thing, and yet it's often pushed away once we reach adulthood, right? We all know that we encourage imagination in children, and then it just sort of fizzles out as we're adults. Well, I'm here to tell you that imagination is truly wonderful, and it's time to let it back in. The key thing here is to get bored. I've talked about this before in the podcast. I can't remember when. I feel like it's a topic I talk about a lot with people. So it's probably been peppered throughout episodes. But it's this concept of boredom. Our imagination fires up when we're bored. Now, the problem with modern life is we don't actually allow ourselves to get bored. We're always scrolling. We get bored and we reach for our phone. We go onto Facebook and Instagram. We Google something. We can buy stuff. I want you to get bored. I want you to stop scrolling. I want you to put down the phone. I want your brain to just be and allow the mind to wander. A great time to do this is actually late at night. Have you ever laying in bed and your brain just like sort of fires up? Like it stops me sleeping. So maybe don't do this on a weeknight. (laughs) Um, But sometimes the things I come up with late at night, it's like my brain doesn't see real challenges. It's less concerned by realism or something. So sometimes my big ideas come to me late at night and I wake up in the morning and think, well, that was a good idea, but it's kind of scary. And then all the, all the objections come in, but the idea has been there. So maybe do step one, step away from the fear before going to bed and then lean into your imagination. Just if you're doing this, don't do it on a work night. <laughs> maybe to go to bed early if you want to do that. And I would then also um, advise in the morning having some time to lean into the creativity because one of the gifts of our early mornings is we have more creativity. Creativity is like decision making. It dwindles throughout the day. So if you've had the idea at night, allow your creativity to solve the problem in the morning, which is the goal setting and all that sort of stuff that we'll be talking about in the planning challenge next week. (laughs) I just had to say that again. I'm so excited. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) 
So try leaning into what do I want and who do I want to be last thing at night and then again first thing in the morning. Step number three, seek inspiration. Ambition is fueled by desire to achieve or succeed at something, right? But how do you know what that something is? Why did I decide I wanted to be an astronaut? Because I'd seen examples of astronauts. I remember, I don't know if she was the first female astronaut, maybe the first British female astronaut, I don't know, but Helen Sharman was a name, I remember, was the name of an astronaut when I was a kid. And I remember watching her on TV and thinking, holy heck, I could be that woman. That could be me. I'm going to go to Mars. Actually, what I really wanted to do, oh gosh, I'm burying my soul today. I wanted to run a zoo on Mars. You can tell how old I was. I was obsessed with animals and I was obsessed with space. And I was like, well, how can I bring those two things together? Clearly, when you're six years old, it's running a zoo on Mars. What else would you do? <laughs> That's kind of the level of crazy I wanted to get. I, I'm not saying run a zoo on Mars, although if that's your jam, then I'm totally down with that. I want you to be that excited. I want you to seek inspiration. I want you to go out there and find people who excite you in some way. Now, do remember that role models, you need a wide variety of them. You're probably at the point in your career where there isn't one role model anymore. You're like a little bit of that person, a little bit of that person. There's no one person you truly admire because you're already doing great things yourself, right? You've also got critical thinking that helps you see things in, mm, maybe not. So for example, maybe you want to be a famous entrepreneur like Elon Musk, but you'd prefer to do it with a style of leadership that you see in Michelle Obama, with a touch of the dazzle you see in your friend Susie. Take inspiration from all those people around you and be okay with it being a unique, multi-hued rainbow of inspiration. Seek out inspiration everywhere you go. Be open and look at people, watch documentaries. Just surround yourself with inspiration all day, every day. One of the reasons I now read the occasional biography, I used to hate them when I was younger, but I now do read the occasional biography is because there are some extraordinary people out there who have extraordinary stories. And I think to myself, ooh, I like that. <laughs> and I'll take little nuggets from here, there, and everywhere and put them together for my own unique version of my ambition. That's what I want for you too. Okay, let me then come on to step number four, which is kind of related to the previous one. Now we're talking about surrounding yourself with ambitious people. This is something I learned late in my career, but I wish I'd figured out earlier. Who we surround ourselves by really matters. If we surround ourselves with people who hold themselves back and complain all the time, we will do the same. That doesn't mean those people shouldn't be in our lives. Some of these people might be very dear to you, but we need to be cognizant of the pressure our peers put on us, both positively and negatively. So if you surround yourself with women who are doing the things you're, you yourself are dreaming of, you will be fueled by their ambition. And bonus, you'll also be sharing with each other how you've overcome challenges. So you aren't all reinventing the wheel. If you make one change this year, I highly recommend making sure you are surrounding yourself in terms of friends, peers, a mastermind group. Surround yourself with like-minded women who lift you up. Your ambition and your life will thank you. So there you have the four things that I would like to see you doing more of to fuel your ambition, to build your ambition, to lean into your ambition in 2022. Number one, step away from fear. Number two, lean into your imagination. Number three, seek inspiration. And number four, surround yourself with ambitious people. I can guarantee you that your ambition is going to come back and grow this year if you do these steps. It might take a little time, so be patient with yourself. 
And the next thing, of course, is to figure out what you're going to do with that ambition, how to avoid the traps of being too ambitious or ambitious in the wrong way for your organization, which, by the way, there is no wrong way. But some people who view others as too ambitious see it as the wrong way. So it comes down to your executive presence and how you plan and execute. That's kind of a side note. Don't forget, of course, that if you need training on executive presence, I do have a program, a mini training in the Leading Women in Tech Shop. Go to tonacollis.com for slash shop. And of course, planning, action, all that sort of stuff and executive presence is one of the topics that comes up all the time in the Top Leadership Academy. But of course, if you are excited by your ambition, then make sure you then take the next step, which is attending the free training next week on planning out your year. Go sign up for that free program, tonycollis.com forward slash success path. But let's finish up with a leadership mindset moment. In case you're new around here, I say this every time, <laughs> a leadership mindset moment is an actual tip to help you adjust how you act or think to make it easier to up-level on the topic of today's podcast. And today's leadership mindset moment is, this is a toughie, stop being so kind to yourself. Ooh, I feel like I pushed a whole load of buttons there. I pushed my own buttons when I said that, actually. Okay, just hear me out for a second. Most of the time, I talk about being kind to yourself, and I think we all need to do more of that. And for good reason, right? When we beat ourselves up or tell ourselves not to take care of ourselves, we do a lot of damage. But there's a particular nuance here to stop being kind to yourself. I want to stop yourself having excuses. I want you to stop smothering yourself in kindness because in this particular instance, I want you to get uncomfortable. Ambition and action go hand in hand. And a lot of the time, ambition gets turned down or turned off because our actions are not bringing the results we desire. Therefore, we give ourselves permission to cut back, to relax, to be kind to ourselves. And so you stop pushing yourself so hard. So when I say stop being kind to yourself, I mean, I want you to stop allowing yourself to not work so hard at this. Under the guise of wanting that perfect moment, we can become lazy. Now, I am the epitome of lazy. I truly believe that part of my success is I never want to repeat myself. I never want to do something twice. (laughs) I'm fundamentally lazy. If I can find a shortcut, I will find it, right? There are really good reasons to be lazy, (laughs) but I'm talking about giving up because it's hard. Because when we do that, that leads to stagnation and, and even depression, in fact. So stop being so relaxed about your goals. Stop allowing yourself that smothering, stifling, it's okay not to do this thought. Just for this ambition moment, right? The rest of the time, I want you to be okay with not doing something. And there are instances where I truly want you to be okay letting go of goals and activities and all that sort of stuff. But if you're ambitious about something, if something is exciting to you on some level, but it's also intimidating you, you don't know how to do it. I want you to hold that discomfort, push into the unknown and get uncomfortable. You know, I love to say, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. This is one of those moments because you can do what it takes, even if you're afraid to do it. If you go out into the world with ready to be uncomfortable as your mantra, you are going to go so, so much further, my love. Okay, that's it for today's episode. If you love this, do not forget to sign up for the free planning workshop next week over at tonycollis.com forward slash success path. Link as always is in the show notes. Until next time, remember, stay on your tech leadership game, follow your dreams, because the world really does need that uniqueness that you bring as a leading woman in tech.
If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out how to get more of my help and some free resources. It's where I take what I talk about in this podcast and really help you apply it. Hop on over to tonycollis.com and check out Work With Tony and free resources in the menu bar. Until next time, this was Tony Collis on the Leading Woman in Tech podcast.